Hi, and welcome to episode 212 of the Untethered Podcast. Today we have Dr. Jasmine Elmore joining us. Welcome back to the podcast, Dr. Elmore. Uh, after practicing pediatric dentistry at the highest level, Dr. Elmore had a career transition inspired by debilitating shoulder pain and a visit to a very special physical therapist. Where other PTs failed to provide relief of her symptoms, a friend's referral led her to someone with a deep understanding of chronic pain, stress, poor sleep, and whole body connection. Once he began to speak about the connection between teeth, breathing, and the nervous system, Dr. Elmore completely dove headfirst into new learning. After studying with osteopaths, PTs, ENTs, airway dentists, sleep physicians, and other allied health professionals to better understand the whole body, she met her newest mentor, Dr. Joe DeCruz, a functional dentist in Australia, created an appliance called Soma that he has successfully used for decades to treat TMD, sleep issues, poor posture, neurological disorders, headaches, and a host of other issues. As a primary US provider for the Soma appliance, Dr. Elmore has a new practice that focuses on stress reduction, cranial balance, and resolving dental distress syndrome, as defined by Dr. AC Fonder. Quick disclaimer, all information, content, and material of this podcast are the opinions of the speakers and is for the informational purpose only and not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified healthcare provider. Welcome to the Untether Podcast. I am your host, Hallie Balkin. I'm a certified myofunctional therapist, feeding specialist, podcaster, business owner, and mentor. This podcast is all about getting your questions answered and collaborating with colleagues to bring you the most up-to-date information in the orofacial myofunctional therapy, airway, tethered oral tissue, and pediatric feeding therapy space. If you're new here, I challenge you to keep an open mind and join my mission to spread this message far and wide. If you've been around since June 2019, thanks for being a loyal listener. As we jump into today's episode, remember to listen with correct Coral rest posture. Tongue up, lips closed, teeth apart, breathe through your nose. Let's get started. Hey, SLPs and OTs, join me May 1st through 5th, 2023 for a free five-day training to screening your first pediatric feeding patient. Go to feedthepeds.com backslash training. You will get five hours on a certificate of completion for free at the end of our five days together. And I will supply both the patients and the screener. You just have to go sign up for free and join me. I can't wait to see you there. Go to feedthepeeds.com backslash training. Jasmine, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to chat today. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And you know, for those who maybe don't know, you were podcast episode 118, the guest, um, with me back in July, July 5th, 2021 is when that one aired. And we were talking at that point about your journey it, with your own orofacial myofunctional, you know, disorder and how that was, you know, shaping your career, um, your dentistry career. And I know that since then there have been some changes and some big things you just launched in the like last week. Um, so I would love to talk about that today and, and find out, you know, where you're at with that trend, like with basically almost the past two years, right. Since we last actually recorded, um, I'd love for you just to share, like what's been going on, where are you today? And we're going to dive deep into a topic that everyone wants to hear about in a few minutes. So, yeah, um, there's, there's so much to say. And never, never enough time when we sit together. You know how we like to chit chat. Oh, yes. um, so I'll I'll just say that if I remember correctly from the episode, I had just closed and transitioned my airway focused practice, um, and was just on a search for what what I really wanted to do. The 
appliance I was using didn't necessarily meet my high expectations for what I wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. So just taking a step back and figuring out how I wanted to incorporate all the things that I knew. Um, I just went on. I like I like how you said journey because I went on a personal journey um, with my own OMD and a bunch of other things and then a professional journey. And it landed me to an appliance called the Soma Appliance that I actually was hinting to you in that episode that I knew a little bit about, uh, but not enough at that time to really want to, you know, shake up the industry with it. But mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, so here we are now, almost two years later, and um, a lot of successes, a lot of failures. And, um, you know, I love your podcast because you like to highlight not always the successes, but the failures. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it feels good to be like, yeah, a lot of successes, a lot of failures, not just be like, yeah, a lot of wins, yeah. um, but a lot of ups and downs and um, happy to be here at this amazing place with this amazing appliance and yeah, happy to talk more about it. Awesome. Well, and when we were chatting before you had mentioned something about like, you know, I could sit here and impress you with all my accolades and everything, but you know, I forget what this, the second part of that was basically like, but you rather like, you know, share what you've learned from your failures or something to that extent. And, and I love that because you know, yeah, like so many of us have all these fancy letters after our names. And I even sometimes go around like deleting some of them because I'm like, this doesn't identify me. And this is not like my mission. Like I went on that journey for myself to learn more, to dive deeper and not necessarily because I wanted the alphabet soup after my name, but really because I was just on that. I was on a journey and I like feel like for my own information, for my own kids, for my patients, like how, you know, I just, I want to learn. I want all the information so I can make my best informed decisions, but also it's really like funny, funny, not funny, right? We've all had failures, but you say like, it's sharing what you've learned, sharing like the trials and tribulations, sharing like what you've been through, because I'm about to like, you know, like once I make it through this current business period where we have like this whole back end thing, that's just like a lot. Um, I'm going to have some podcast episodes from a business standpoint where I share the, a lot with the world, because I think that you know, that's, that's the real, that's the real, real, right. That is what people want to hear. They want to know, like, what have you, where have you been? What have you learned? What didn't work? Why are you where you are today? And I think that those journeys and sharing those stories are really the most impactful and the most powerful. So people can really understand like that transition that we went through or that transformation, if you will, that we went through from like who we were before to who we are now. Um, so I'm excited because I know if, if I'm correct and I might be totally incorrect, but are you like one of the first providers to bring the Soma appliance to the United States? Is that so accurate? I'm not the first provider to bring it to the U S um, I actually learned about it in 2019 from mm-hmm. my mentor, Dr. Barry, who I think I'm pretty sure we mentioned at least yeah. in my bio um, as my airway fairy godfather. Mm-hmm. One of his patients, if I remember the story correctly, one of his patients researched on her own and found out about the Soma. This was back oh. in 2018, 2019 okay. and approached him like, Hey, I've spoken to the dentist who created it in Australia. And he said, he's willing to teach you everything. Are you willing to learn it? And Dr. Barry has his own like integrative center of education there in Clifton, New Jersey. And mm-hmm. as his like, you know, apprentice, every course Jazz, there's a course coming up. I'd sign up and take this course. And so I remember him telling me like, hey, there's this thing called the Soma. The guy who created his name is Joe. He's great. Um, Take this course. So of course, like all the others, you know, the homeo block course and all the other courses I signed up. And so that was 2019. And Dr. Barry had maybe three to five patients in the Soma. And um, 
I remember of the two day course that I only really understood like two to 3% of the whole course. It just was so above like my knowledge and understanding. And it was so out there and I just couldn't. And he's one of those people, Dr. DeCruz, he's a smaller and I'm, I'm five, four and I'm taller than he is. He's a a smaller (laughs) in like size, but huge personality Indian man. And so a lot of his philosophies about like chi and Eastern. And I just didn't, I wasn't that kind of student yet. So Mm -hmm. most of it, I just, it missed me. And I, I knew he was impacting people, but I didn't really see how I could fit into the impact. And so, um, so Dr. Barry gets the credit for being like the the person that introduced me to Soma back in 2019. And, and there've been some other dentists here and there, excuse me, who were interested in Soma back, back in the day. But I think like me, you know, you're learning so many other different things that it can become a challenge to focus all of your energy on one thing. Yeah. And some life things brought me back to Soma years Mm -hmm. later. And then when I put all of my energy into learning it, like Mm -hmm. years to learning it, and then traveling to Australia and watching him chair aside with patients and being able to ask them the tough questions and be able to ask him the tough questions and really deep dive into it on that level, then I understood it. And then it was like, okay. So he says, I'm the only U.S. doctor that has ever understood his work. So that's a big honor for him to say that about me. Um, But it was a multi-year process. It wasn't like, I'd love to say I'm a genius and I figured it out in like an hour, but um, no. I love that though. And I think that, you know, I've been reading some things that you sent me and I've been following your account and kind of watching like what's happening, what's going on. And I'm like, I really just want to put myself on a plane and like fly to you and have this whole process. But I'm like, first I need sleep, which, you know, (laughs) impacts our nervous system. I know we'll get there. Um, like I really need to clean up what's going on in the back end of my business and kind of make, you know, everything automated and functioning really well again, before I can start doing things like that. So I'm a couple months from now, a couple months, Hallie. Uh, but also with my nose surgery, I was like, I wanted to wait till like one year post-op just to kind of make sure like everything was back to a sense of homeostasis in terms of just all the changes that my body experienced and healing and everything over the past year with my septoplasty and rhinoplasty and nasal swell body and turbinate reduction and all that fun stuff. Um, so yeah, so I'm like highly interested for myself, but, uh, but could not tell anybody like a sentence about it. Cause I would totally not do it justice. So I want you to pretend like, you know, cause I think a lot of people are never going to have heard about this before, um, this episode. And so I would love for you to share, like, if you had like a new person walking in who, and they were like, I don't know what this is. I just have been told I need it. Or I'm just, you know, what is it? Like, what is the best way that you can describe that yeah. to a new person? Yeah. So I usually, um, and first of all, I'm ready for you when you come visit. Um, I have the perfect restaurant where I want to take you and everything. Um, So anywho, um, I digress. But usually what I do is I tell people that even though I'm a dentist and even though I am this airway focused dentist and learned all this stuff, I came into all of this on the patient side of things. And I came into all of this from the physical therapy, the physiotherapy, the PT side of things. So my PT, Mike Vita, when I met him after seeing all these other PTs that didn't work and all that, most, I think they know that story from the last episode, but Mike was all about my body needed balance. Mm -hmm. Like I was that kid that could catch a ball. Like if somebody threw something right now, I could catch it. I have like elite hand-eye coordination, Mm -hmm. but I also could trip over a box that's clearly right there in the middle of the room. And somehow my brain just the spatial awareness, which was always weird because like, Mm -hmm. how can you play every sport and be really great, but then have no spatial awareness. 
but it was the spatial awareness. Um, it was the balance. It was the fact that even though I was bodybuilding at the time and working out seven days a week in the super fit, not in this body, but the super fit person, I had all these aches and pains and I was always in pain, but mm. bared that pain really well. And just like, you know, went to treat it, but I was in pain all the time. Yeah. And Mike said, you need balance. You have an asymmetry. Your hips are forward. Your head's forward. Your body has this like like one leg longer than the other. The shoulder pain, the back pain, it was all related. And Mike was like yeah. balance and nervous system mm-hmm. with breathing kind of in the middle. And so because that was how I, before I knew what a growing a maxilla was and all of that, that was where I was. And okay. so for Mike and the PTs, they're all about having an oral appliance that can go in your jaw, balance both sides of your jaw and make changes to things like ticks. And so like people with Tourette's were having relief with these appliances that I was learning at the beginning with Mike from PTs. So I knew you could put something in the mouth and impact the way the body, like Parkinson's, these, these, these disorders of, of like tone and, and muscle twitching could be impacted by something in the teeth. So that was the beginning. I knew nothing about jaw size and airway and all that yet. So I like to tell that story because when it comes to the soma, when I talk to people, it's about balance and nervous system with breathing in the middle. So it was able to branch together with Mike, what I was learning with him, with the PTs, because the PTs were like, why would you grow the jaws? Why would you make the jaws bigger? This isn't about the teeth. But then also as I learned airway dentistry, I knew, well, it is something to do with the teeth as far Mm -hmm. as you do need wide jaws because a palate that's unfolded makes you breathe better. So like these two worlds, I was in two different worlds and hearing two different messages. And at the beginning I would resist against the PTs. Like, no, I believe the dentist. And then there'd be days that that the patient Jasmine would be like, well, no, like this balance stuff works. And then one day I was like, well, what if you stop saying no and you started saying yes, there has to be a yes. There has to be a thing that can like, both of these camps can agree to. And that was the Soma. And so it's really about balancing both sides of your body and calming the nervous system down. And that when the nervous system is calm, digestion happens, sleep happens, like real rest and relaxation happens. And the real success happens because for me, I could achieve lots of accolades and be successful, but I never really could enjoy it because my mind was always too many different places and too many different times. I never could be off. I'd be on vacation with my fiance on a beach on my phone, trying to figure out how I could do work. And she's like, what are we, are we relaxing or are we relaxing? Like what's happening? And I just couldn't, even if I wanted to, I could never turn it off. And it was, my nervous system was just wrecked. And so like, I wasn't ready for Mayo. The muscles don't respond well when your nervous system is wrecked. My gut, I could do all the things and eat all the things, but I couldn't figure out that if I'm scarfing down lunch between patients and I'm in, I'm in this frenzy with staff and, and parents and, and it's just too much. The nervous system has to really be one of the high priorities. And so it's an appliance, the Soma that focuses on the nervous system. And that's what I love most about it is that it's a nervous system focused appliance. So that's how I describe it to most people. And then I think you were interested in something I posted about the psychological elements of it because because Dr. Diamond, Dr. DeCruz's mentor, who was a really well-known psychologist before he passed away a few years ago, um, he was really obsessed with how the way the body and the mind connect together. And he used to always say neurology 
is your thoughts and your actions. That's how he defined neurology. And I listened to a lecture that he did in the 90s and he said, your thoughts and your actions are your neurology and your neurology are your thoughts and your actions. And your neurology is impacted by your dental architecture. And as long as you have faulty dental architecture, you'll always have faulty neurology. Mm. And I was just thinking about all the gave me thousands chance. of patients yeah. that I've seen over time and the things that they struggled with that they talk about, of course, never the first day of treatment, but like right. as treatment would go on, that the mental elements, the psychological elements, we only tackle those with like psychology or psychiatrist. You have depression or anxiety, like go see this person or you have a body ache, you got an arm issue, go see an arm person. But like, what if there's a connection between the two worlds? And Dr. DeCruz said the head and the body are connected right here at the, at the jaw. And it's like what connects the unconscious and the subconscious. And I got chills and was like, whoa, this it's all coming together finally. So yeah. yeah. No, I love that. Cause when you were talking a minute ago and you were saying like, you're having like this internal struggle between like the PT, the de- it's like, okay, but like also why, why can't we integrate this? Like, why can't we bring these worlds together? Why can't we address both? Cause also shouldn't we like, shouldn't the question be like, why aren't we taking this approach? You know, and that, and that I think speaks to what I've said many times on the podcast, just traditional medicine treats the human body in silos. However, the human body does not function in silos. Everything is so highly integrated that yes, we need specialists and yes, we need people who are really good at their craft, but also we need specialists who have the ability to talk to each other about a patient, which I know that's a whole different conversation because modern medicine and insurance doesn't allow for that. So that's, that's, you know, different conversation for a different day, you know, but it's, that's why we see, I feel like a lot of these movements towards like more integrative health centers and people moving away from taking insurance and moving towards these more holistic approaches and appliances and things where everything's kind of like enough already, like enough, like it stop slapping the bandaid on, like, let's get to the root of the issue here. And let's also tackle it from every angle. You know, it's like with my, myself and my own kids, we've gone through addressing the nasal airway. We've gone through addressing other parts of the airway with one of my kids. We've gone through expansion journeys because we knew we needed to have that, you know, the hard tissue addressed. We've gone through the soft tissue treatment with Mayo. We've gone through, now we're working on food. Like we all just had a, um, a test done in December. We got the results. I got all the stuff and I'm like, we've got to like hunker down and start doing this. And, you know, and it's, my eyes have been even been opened up because, you know, you hear about people walking around doing like all these like cleanses and, you know, not for like weight loss, but for like general health. Right. And so people are like, oh yeah, I'm going to, you know, cleanse. Um, what is it that everybody gets these days? I want to say worms, but that's not what I'm thinking of. Um, Think about the parasites. Parasites. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, you know, you, people like think, oh, we live in this like really developed country. Like that's something that happens in third third world countries. No, no, no. Parasites are everywhere. And everybody, you know, even the doctor here, which I love, because she's like a really good combination between like Eastern and Western. She's like, oh no, like my, she's like, everyone in my office does at least an annual parasite cleanse because like you, you just have to, your gut will not work. If your gut's not working, your brain will not work. And I was just like, I love you so much. Um, but then I learned that you can't just go into like a parasite cleanse. You actually have to kind of prime the pump, if you will. Like you have mm-hmm. to get your system ready and open the pathways to release it. Otherwise what most Americans apparently are doing, they just go right into the cleansing is, and this is so disgusting, but they are literally opening, uh, they're, they're killing off parasites. So it's opening all the junk and then it's recycling through the body because the pathways weren't open to actually get rid of those toxins. And so like you literally, like, we were literally about to spend a month going through, like opening the pathways and getting our bodies ready 
through supplements, dietary changes, like things along those lines to then move into the parasite cleanse phase to then move into like whatever comes after that. Um, and, but, and then that's the whole thing. You know, I think that it's very overwhelming for a lot of people. And I always tell everyone, I'm like, you got to figure out what works for you and you got to start somewhere. But also if it's not working, hit pause and figure out why and what may be the next best step. And like, so for like, I've been the guinea pig of my family. I did an entire training in December where I was like airway first and Hey, this was my journey. And this is what I wish I did, but what I actually did. And this is, you know, this is why now I recommend people not necessarily follow my step one, step two, step three, but follow a journey based on the patient and the symptoms present. And like what you're saying, like, you're not going to get great results if your nervous system is shot, you know, like we got to really kind of hone it all in. So I love that this appliance can have like that impact, um, for a patient. And I guess now I'm just sitting here going like, well, how soon, like how quick does it start? You know, does yeah. it start helping yeah. the nervous system? Is it sort of like a gradual thing that you don't really notice? Or is it like you wear it in a weekend? You're like, wow, I'm sleeping better. Like, <laughs> like what yeah. are people saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, you said so much good stuff there. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I just wanted to say that, you know, I was, I was on a podcast the other day and we were talking about how patients get frustrated. We're talking about people getting overwhelmed. And the funny thing is, it's like, that's a part of the process, right? It's like, I know what restaurant to bring you to when you come for your Soma, because I tried 25 other terrible restaurants, not going to name them, but it's like, without that own personal, like going through that process, it's frustrating as hell, but it's a part, like it's a part of it, right? Like you have this amazing doctor that's talking about parasites. I'm sure you have other doctors you've gone to that were just a miss that you just nicely just excused yourself out of the back door. So it really is a process and it's, it's a learning yourself. Like I asked Dr. DeCruz and I have all this stuff on video. So like little clips will get launched on the new Instagram. So I'm excited. But when he picked me up from the airport, I just was like, can I just hit record and like play some stuff? So, you know, he's talking while he's driving and just talking about different topics. And I asked him like, where do you start? Because it's the number one thing people ask me all the time. If I had to start somewhere, where do you start? And he said, you start with education and understanding of the patient. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's, that's not a good enough answer, Dr. (laughs) But it's the truth. You know, he says that every body should be learning from each other. So he says, I learn from my patients as more as they learn about the Soma from me. So for me, when I understood that it made the Soma make even more sense because he tests the whole body with it. So when the Soma goes in, when you ask how quickly it works, you put the Soma in after it's adjusted and actually let me back up before you put the Soma in, we do applied kinesiology testing. So I do a strength test, I do muscle squeeze tests. We squeeze the SCM, we squeeze the traps, we squeeze the hand, and then all that stuff is tracked. Mood, energy, sleep, stress, and strength are tracked. Then with the Soma in, we do those same tests again, right then and there. So Beth was just here last night. We did the strength test. The left arm tested strong, the right arm tested weak. I had to take the Soma out and go back to the drawing board and I'm adjusting again and we're working and I'm getting a jaw to translate and we're working. Then after about 30 minutes, I put the Soma back in. We did the strength test, left side, right side testing. Well, her head turned more on both sides. She Mm -hmm. felt more relaxed. Like it's, it has to happen pretty immediately. Um, Now the the thing is always, like I tell people all the time, weight loss is easy. It's staying with the weight loss. That's hard. 
pain relief is easy. I can get you out of pain. It's keeping you out of pain. So what it does over time is of course, keep you to those results that you get pretty immediately, but you're going to feel more relaxed and calm immediately. How quickly that translates into sleep has a lot to do with how you breathe during the day, how, you know, you perceive different things, your nutrition, your like different other elements. Um, But for my patients who are like really big into myo, really big into nutrition and diet, really big into decreasing their stress, they get results really quickly. Mm-hmm. Patients like me who are hard-headed, who don't do their exercises, who, you know, spend all this money and become a myotherapist and then don't do the myo because they're too busy and working three jobs. Yeah, like, Those people also, are like, I didn't always do my own, my kids, my own homework and I own the practice and it was my therapist. Right. My therapist that was treating them. So like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm perfect. You know, this it's is real, real life. life stuff. This is real yeah. life stuff. So like for me, what I love about it is that you just put it in your mouth and go to sleep mm-hmm. and changes are happening slowly and gently with the nervous system, nothing drastic, nothing hurting the teeth are are doing what they do. You know, the, the bite is changing how it changes as my body allows. Um, and so those things happen a little bit slower for folk, folks like me, but they're still happening. So um, the, the results happen as quickly or as slowly as the body wants, which is not the answer that people want to hear, but it's, it's the truth. It's really That's like, what it needs to be, you know, it's, we live it's, in a society where everyone expects immediate change. And that's just not how life actually works. And I think that's why we have so much illness in the United States of America, because like of all the things we've talked about, all the stress, all the, you know, everyone is in fight or flight 24 seven. And like you said, sitting on the beach, they're addicted to that phone because their body is just like, what now, what now, what else can I be doing? What am I missing? What's going on? Like if I put my phone on for five minutes, like something's going to blow up my face. Like, I mean, you know, it's, we're not, it's not, I mean, sometimes it does, but it's not. And it's yeah we are all walking around like a bunch of like, you know, wrecked humans that are going to be taken over by AI bot, AI bots soon. who are going to figure us out. So we all really need to get our shit together. <laughs> it's true. Nothing, nothing you said, like, as the kids say, what a, what a lie, what a lie. Nothing you said was false there. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I needed some assistance and just calming the nervous system and I wasn't going to take medications, mm-hmm. um, because medications are just a quick fix and, and, you know, to be honest, when I talked to my doctor about it, she was like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're normal. Like, like what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. You don't even like see the problem here. You, you know, I had upper airway resistance syndrome and the doctor's like, okay, you don't have sleep apnea. I'm like, okay, but are we just going to wait until it turns into sleep apnea, yeah. which is exactly what happened. Yeah. But it's like, you know, the system just is set up where, like you said, this is our norm. Mm-hmm. And for me, I want it to be um, the phrase that's been getting a lot of like, excitement in my DMs is being a warrior in a war and a gardener in a garden. I was a warrior in a garden and I was a gardener in in a war. So like at work, I was avoiding all the difficult conversations, Uh right? I, it just was when it was time to make a tough decision, I just couldn't. Um, That's just realistic. Um, And then when it was time to like, you know, turn down at the end of the night, I'm like, you know, ah, ah, come on. Ah. And my fiance's like, hey, it's 10 p.m. Let's, Chill time. <laughs> let's start to remember you're with Campbell. You're winding down. You know, you have a night routine. You have a sleep optimization. And I'm like, you know, like, so but it, was we- just, <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was I was in the wrong place at the wrong time within my own body. And I just wanted to be, you know, calm when I needed to be calm. And turned up when I needed to be turned up. You know, I didn't want to just be sedated. I needed, you needed this harmony between the two. 
And, um, and that's really what it's designed to do because of this dental distress syndrome, which I need to send you a book. Um, I, it's somewhere around here because I got it just for you. Um, but I have your book, Dental Distress Syndrome, I'll find it. And, um, you know, when you read the book and you start to see the science behind this stuff that's been there for years, I mean, the 1973 Nobel Peace Prize was about dentistry and dental architecture and, and how it impacts the whole body from gut to brain to feet to scalp. And it's like, they were talking about this in 1973 and it won a Nobel Peace Prize. And yet, and still we just, you know, ah, I don't know, but I digress, but yeah. So that's kind of the story of how we just got this excitement about the Soma. And I've been really lucky as a kid. My mom has always kept me at the cutting edge of stuff like fashion. We would be starting a fashion trend and everybody would be like, that's weird. And then like a year later, everyone was doing it. Um, like I talked to my mom about mouth tape five years ago and she's like, tape your mouth. I'm not doing that. And then like maybe six or seven weeks ago, she called me like, I'm watching good morning America. And guess what they're talking about? Mouth tape. You've been talking about mouth tape for what feels like, like five years. Like mom, I have been talking about it. For five You're like years. accurate. Yeah, hundred percent. So like when I really started getting in with Dr. DeCruz on the Soma, not, I mean, people were like, well, I've never heard of it. I'm like, well, this little Indian man is 70 years old and wants no fanfare and no popularity. And his whole literal brand, his whole thing on earth is helping people is being a martyr. So of course, if that's who he is, unless somebody like me takes it and goes luxury stress relief, we're going to make this thing explode. It's not going to happen, you know? And we had some tough conversations about like Dr. DeCruz, this is like, a this is a big thing. Like this is going to really, when this comes to America, this is going to be a big thing. The way I'm trying to do it, social media now and all this stuff. And he's like, what's Instagram? You know, like it's, it's just a different time. And with his personality, so it didn't have that popularity. And then this article just came out this week, perfect timing for this episode. And so now my DMs flooded with people and I'm, and my mom's like, yet again, you were on something before everyone else. But I just think God just works it out that way for me, where I just seem to be like, I'm not dissuaded by like, popular if it's not popular I'm actually looking at the core of what a thing is oh yeah and if I find it cool or interesting I'm hopping on it and learning about it so yeah but I love that because I also think that that speaks to you as a person because if you know I there's different like levels of energy there's different ways that people are influenced by either people externally versus being like internally you know influenced and driven and I've noticed that there are certain people in my environment who are highly externally driven and someone's like jump and they're like, how high? Or, oh, you know what? They're like, oh, hey, let's go here. And then they hear from like, you know, a commercial comes on the TV and they're like, war in this place. And this is happening. Like, we can't go there. I mean, it's just like every little thing, right. It kind of, it changes their immediate thought and they can't really think for themselves. Whereas like, I feel like people who are making the biggest change in the world are, you know, I always say like head down blinders on, and that's not necessarily always the case, but we're able to kind of see things in a different way. It's like, we are here for our own mission. And when I got really clear on that back in 2019 for myself, when I, I went to a training, right? I go to this training for like, oh, I'm going to learn how to build my business online. I already took the guy's course and here we go. And I was sitting in that room and I was just like, slap after slap in the face of like, holy cow, Hallie, like you're not getting into this because you want to make money. Yeah, you want money, like money's good. You need money to live. That's a healthy thing. And everyone should have them their top like three values. But also you're actually driven by like you're wanting to create this and it feels so heavy and big right now because 
it's a mission and it's going to cause some really great change. And it's going to impact the health of pediatric patients who are sitting on waiting lists that can't get access to feeding therapy that can't get, which then causes this whole, you know, impact snowball effect of other issues that develop because they are not getting proper nutrition. Their sleep is impacted. Their airways impacted. I didn't know any of that at the time. Like, yes, I was in the mile world already, but I had no idea like how greater, how much larger this mission was than me. I knew it was big, but it's continued to impress me like over time or the past now, like since March, 2020. So well, actually July of 2019, but the course first launched March, 2020, I'm like, we're about to launch for the 11th time. And I get just as excited now as I did like back then, because it's all about the mission and all about Mm -hmm. helping people look at things through a holistic lens. And no one else is talking about that. Giving people permission to identify the way they want to identify, giving people permission to learn the skills they want to learn with mentorship taught in a variety of different ways for different learning styles. Like, I'm like, this has got to be the way of the future. And I feel like the more that people start to step into this openness and allow themselves to hear like what people are putting out there, the more they'll be able to start to like make decisions for themselves. Number one, because they'll have more education, right? But number two, the more we'll also start to move toward a more holistic treatment pathway for patients in general, because I, I feel a huge shift right now. There is a massive shift like the world kind of did went through this whole cleanse, right? In the past so many years. And that sounds like a really bad way to put it. But one of my mentors always says the world's world kind of cleansed itself. And now it's kind of like evolving and starting to, it's like a rebirth in a sense where people are kind of going, huh? Yeah, maybe I should do things differently. Or, huh, I went through this experience and now like that's changed the way I see things. And, and this is in so many different aspects of life, but I love seeing it in the medical space because you know, what I, what I'm noticing is so many people who would have thought like I was a complete quack three years ago, they're all over here. Like, Howie, like what you got coming next? Like, come on, let's go. What about this? What about that? And I'm like, where'd you come from? (laughs) So fun, you know, and it's, it's opening my eyes to more things, but it's also, it all comes back to why can't we all work together? Why can't we bring this marriage of Eastern Western, you know, medicine together? Why can't we, instead of saying, is it this or that? Why can't we go? What does this patient need? And you said something before that I was like, oh, yes. Like if nobody walks away with anything else from this episode, but that one thing, we have to look at the patient sitting in front of us. We have to listen to them. And that's going to direct what we do next. And that was one of the biggest things that I like really harped on when I did my, my own training on my own case and like basically told people like what I learned, here's my failures. Here's what I learned from them. I was like, but the number one thing we always have to do when we're working with patients is find out from them why they're here and then ask them to expand on that and continue to ask questions, not leading questions, more open-ended or just probing a little bit, giving them the space because people are not used to that. People are not used to providers giving them time to talk or asking them questions and not like trying to feed them information, right? And, and I don't know what they need until I sit there. And, and this is why I have grown men in tears, bawling in front of me, you know, we're like, I was hopeless. I've been to 12 other people. And like, I'm so embarrassed and crying. I'm like, no, like, it's okay. You know, this is helpful to the process. Like this has to be a part of the process. This needed to happen because now we know where to go next. Right. And so I love that, you know, that kind of focus of like listening to the patient, learning from the patient, finding out what they need and you know, that's going to drive the treatment plan really more than anything else and figure out like what the next best step is. So yeah, I just had to kind of like pinpoint that because it's, 
it's probably the most critical skill that most people don't have. Yeah. Well, that brings me to a good point. Got to hype you for a minute. Uh, my friends call me the ultimate hype woman, but I just speak the truth. So I, I, you know, I, maybe I just around the most amazing people and, you know, so anywho, your course, what I love about it, I haven't taken it, but I have heard through the grapevine from people I trust. Um, if you can correct me if I'm wrong, but your brand is about, you go to school, whether that be hygiene, I guess those hygiene miles can take the SLP stuff too. Maybe I'm wrong, but the point is your SLP. And then you, you have this paper but you don't know so much stuff, right? You're missing the training, you're missing the skills, you're missing how to help your patient be a healer in their own household. Because really our job is to engage someone else's personal will to be well. It shouldn't be someone coming to Dr. Elmore and Dr. Elmore having all the understanding when they spend 24 seven in that body. It's, it's about them and bringing understanding for them, right? So as a provider, Feed the Peas came about because people had this gap in knowledge and you yeah. wanted to bring curriculum, coaching, and community together. So one great thing about Dr. DeCruz and what I've learned from him in these, what, since 2019, the, all these years, is that you need knowledge and knowledge takes time. Knowledge doesn't happen in a weekend course. Mm-hmm. And there is a very disturbing trend where um, providers are being gifted. Well, you're a doctor, so great. So we're going to just gift you with a weekend course of knowledge and then just go out and do. And that's very noble because you got to do stuff, right? Um, But also you have to know stuff too. Um, And so being equipped with that knowledge, which is crazy for me to say that to you because our last episode, I mean, I had an airway mini residency experience. I was in classes with PTs and ENTs and sleep docs and breathing, so all this stuff. And then when I really started having intimate conversations with Dr. DeCruz, I realized I don't really know that much, but I've got all of these papers because I don't really understand how do I engage someone's personal will to be well? How do I get my patient excited about the treatment? How do I have empathy when they can't get through the treatment or do their exercises like we just finished talking about a couple minutes ago? And I could do all of that in pediatric dentistry, but I need to do that in airway dentistry because it's a piece of me that I want to bring into the new stuff. And so it's like the knowledge and the skills. And I just had a patient last week on my virtual consultation tell me that she went to a different provider. This was her second, but you're talking about grown and crying. This mm-hmm. was her second session. She's bawling. And she was telling me how she asked the doctor like two questions and he didn't know any, like he didn't have the answers. And she asked me like a hundred questions and I answered them all because I can't shut up. But she's like, you know, you actually like know what you're talking about. And I'm thinking, doesn't everyone know what they're talking about? But it wasn't until she brought that to my attention that I'm like, wait a minute, I guess everyone doesn't know what they're talking about. And of course it would be scary as a patient to navigate these waters when not everybody really knows. And I think we all have good intentions, but you've got to do a little bit, it's a little bit more than just intention. It's like actually bringing the excellence to the table. So everything I've heard about Feed the Peds, and I think while we connected and wanted to do an episode years ago was because we really resonate around this, like let's bring people together with a knowledge and understanding that can help someone else have a knowledge and understanding. And when you take a step back and you realize how much more you need to know, embracing that, and then moving forward to to know the next stuff, not just going, 
well, I'm Dr. Elmore. So there's nothing you can tell me about this topic because I studied <laughs> with this person, that person, this person was like, no, the patient teaches you more than anything else. Like I learned the most from the difficult cases than I ever do from the easy ones. Oh, if sure. you open your ears up to listen, it's like the learning is there. So mm-hmm. I 100% agree with everything that you said. And I just had to add that because bringing these knowledge, this knowledge and skill set to the table for many and what you do. And then in what I do, maybe two different things, but it's so very similar in the way that we really want to go about it and how you impart the message of your podcast and with your community, with the Feed the Peas and what I'm trying to do with building the brand with the Soma appliance. So yeah, I love I that. I mean, and, and you nailed it. Like, and that's so basically in the beginning, it's funny, funny, not funny, but like, I was like, oh, I'm going to create a Mayo course because everyone was saying to me, like, I'm taking Mayo courses and I just, I, I spent all this money. I leave, I'm confused. I have a four day course. I have no idea what to do next. I don't know how to assess the patient or if I know how to assess, I don't know how to treatment plan. I don't know where to go with the treatment after I create a treatment plan. Like what exercises do I use? And everyone thinks it's like 12 weeks and these exercises and this, that, and the other. I'm like, no, you got to look at the patient sitting in front of you. That's what's going to tell you. And I was like, why? And you know, like you said, I just assumed that everybody in took information like I did. So even though I'm ADHD and I have my own special ways of learning, uh, I also realized one of the things that like, I'm very, very skilled at is like, and it takes me a long time to do this. It doesn't come easily to me, but I can take information. I can integrate it upon hours and hours and hours and hours of doing it. And then I can make it much more simpler for other people to like intake and understand. And I was like, okay, so that's one of the reasons why I was like, I feel like I have to take what I've done and made sense for myself and kind of give that to other people because I'm just hearing people are struggling. And what's the point of even taking this course if you can't go help your patients, right? So that kind of talks about what you're, what you're saying. Right. So then I, you know, I joke that like one of my good friends and colleagues basically came to me in July or August of 2019. She's like, Hey, we really need a peed feeding course. Like none of the schools are really teaching that. I was like, Nope. And she was like, well, I mean, if you're not going to do it, I'll just, I'll just go ask somebody else. I was like, no, like, no. I was like she knows like how to get into my head. Right. I was like, you can't say that to me. So I was like, let me, let me sleep on this. Right. So the next day I come back and it was like that competitive side of me that was like, well, someone's going to do, it's got to be me. I was like, but this feels heavy. And I'm not like, I'm not the expert in all things peed feeding, right? I have a very niche component of the, the airway myo tots as it applies to like the birth to five kiddos. And then like myo beyond that. So I was like, I can do this, but I need people. Like I need other people to come help me do this so they can bring their expertise and we can come together and create this like holistic course that really starts to integrate all the things. And I was like, oh, okay, now I'm excited. And that's where like, yes, that was born on the whole premise of we don't get this in grad school. This is the grad school course that you never got, but that everybody needs to have. And so that was very exciting. And then after that kind of evolved, you know, everyone, I I started this mile membership thing and everyone's like, Hallie, like, are you going to create a mile course? And I was like, I mean, I said it was going to like two years ago, but I don't really have time for that. And so then I was like, finally, like, okay, fine, I'll create a mile course year after that, finally launched the Mayo course. Like that was a labor of love, but I do love it. And it's, it's really interesting because one of the things that I teach, I I try to be holistic. I try to be entertaining when I teach, but that's just also me. Like, I'm like, look, this is history. It's boring. We're all going to fall asleep. Like, let's be a little entertaining. Um, let's, you know, cut the crap out, get rid of the fluff, get to the stuff we actually need to know the stuff that is going to like help you understand this content. So then you can actually take it and use it with your patients. Right. So I, I do, I teach what I call like muscle informed exercises and muscle informed exercises basically teaches you to look at the patient sitting in front of you. And when you do your assessment, you're looking at how the muscles, how, how the hard tissue and soft tissue working together. Like what is their, I mean, it's, it's a whole, you know, checklist of myo eval stuff. Right. But at the end of the day, 
Okay, we can all check the box. We know dysfunction is present. That's good and great. You can't start one patient with the same exercise you start the next patient with, right? You can't send this person for an appliance or a phrenectomy just like you might for that person. It really depends, again, what one is what is their goal? What are they struggling with? What is their, what is the number one reason they came to you? And then like learning from them and understanding, like we were just talking about, like, who is that patient? What are their needs? Not what does Hallie think they need? What do they think they need? And then how can I educate them? And you know what? When you take that kind of approach, they tend to trust you more. And then they tend to end up doing all the things that I would have wanted them to do from the beginning. But it's kind of like, I'd say it's like, it's an art. There's this dance between art and science here where we have to remember that the person sitting in front of us is a human with a highly dysregulated nervous system, probably. So like, let's not throw all the things at them, right? So, you know, that that part just, you know, when I launched this course and I started to like realize that, you know, people are like, well, which exercise do I do first? And which one do I do before for next to me? I'm like, guys, like, please go back and rewatch this one section here. Like, that's, you know, there's some generalities that apply to, you know, everybody and kind of what we're working towards, but also who is the human sitting in front of you? Um, so I do think that, you know, yes, that all kind of came together. And then at a certain point I looked back and one of my business mentors was like, Hey, so like, what is your like methodology? I was like, I mean, I've heard you guys talk about that, but like, I, I don't know. I don't focus on like, you know, like I paid people to write my emails and to do my marketing and all this other stuff. Like, obviously I sat with them. It was my voice. And like, they put my voice into writing, right? Cause ADHD, like writing is the vein of my existence, but gotten better at it, but still hours upon hours. Like I just don't have the patience for it. So, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, like, I don't even know. I totally lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Um, you, you were talking <laughs> over my methodology. Yes. So my methodology. So I was like, well, you know what? I was like, what I noticed because they're like, well, what is your methodology? Like, what is it that you're doing? Like, what are the pillars within your programs? And I was like, well, I didn't create this on purpose, but every single thing I teach, basically, it was like one. I have this big movement right now that I've called. I've just kind of called the elevation movement because my goal is to elevate other individuals to step into three things: one, the skill set they desire the identity they desire and to provide the mentorship they desire. I was like, and every single one of my programs integrates those three things. And I think that that's what sets me apart from so many other things out there because people promise mentorship, but they don't give it or they promise it. And what they actually give is not really mentorship or, you know, like every course has skill set, right? But skill set is only going to be so helpful based on where you are functioning today. Where is that nervous system and brain functioning today while your butt is in that seat I would literally write down for like every single course I went to like, oh, th- three patients with this patient. I'm going to try this with this patient. I'm going to do this next with this patient. And then I get back and I'm like, well, now what? And what about all my other patients? Like, I don't know how to apply this. It just, it wasn't, it didn't make sense to me in a way that I could apply the information. So um, that was something that I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, I didn't really realize that's what I was doing, but I, I noticed that that's what we needed. And I also think that my, you know, a lot of our industries will say, well, you can't call yourself this. You can't call yourself that. And I'm like, okay, don't say you're certified in something. If you're not, or call, don't call yourself an expert, but like, if you can't call yourself a pediatric feeding therapist, you can't call yourself a myofunctional therapist. You are not going to, you're, you're telling your brain to shut down. Like you're telling your brain, don't listen to any of this information that's about to come my way. Don't make sense of it. Don't integrate it. Don't apply it to your patients because you're not a myofunctional therapist. So how dare you? Right. And I'm like, so I can't tell you how many people have come to me and said, like, thank you for giving me permission to call myself a pediatric feeding therapist or a myofunctional therapist. And I'm like, I didn't have to give you that permission. I'm happy that that was the catalyst for you. And you realized at that point that you could do that on your own. I was like, but you actually gave yourself permission. And again, that's the whole like internal versus externally, you know, referenced individuals were like, we are so, a lot of us are highly impacted by people around us. And 
those are sometimes our mentors in this space who are basically knocking us down a level so we never get up above them because you know we can only know enough to not surpass them and i was like i'm done with this i'm done with this method in you know this is no more i was like patience should be the priority and if you know more than me I will feel like I did my job. At the end of the day, if you are more successful than me, you know more than me, your patients are being helped, that will make me the happiest person in the world because that's the whole reason why I do what I do. Like, what's the point of teaching you 50% of the material or 75% of the knowing? Like, you need 150% of it, right? And then you need to take that and figure out what the next steps are for you. And so that's where, like, this whole thing kind of became like the whole elevation movement and, you know, I love people that. supporting each other. And so, anywho, yeah. I, I love it. I got here, but. <laughs> I love, no, I, I love it. It really is like so needed in all of our professions really, uh -huh. um, is putting the patient first, understand and meeting people. What I took out of that is meeting people where they are yeah. because it just, you know, we can look at, like you said, all the dysfunction and give someone a list of things to fix, but it's like, if I'm not ready to fix all those things, it has nothing to do with money. Yeah. It has, has to do with like, can you, are you willing? Are you able? Are you capable? Yeah. Uh, meeting people where they are. And we sometimes have to we catch ourselves because I know in training, at least we bash like in the dental world, somebody doesn't brush two times a day. It's like, throw them in jail. You know, it's like, <laughs> what do you mean? You don't floss? Oh my God. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Let's take a different approach. Yeah. Let's chop this goal up into bite-sized pieces and support this person so mm -hmm. that they can make it to a level of improvement instead of bashing what they don't have or what they don't do. You know, somebody DM me asking about like my own jaws and journey. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm in a journey right now. I'm not a finished product, never claimed to be a finished product. Um, yeah. I'm doing something that's meeting me where I am and is working with my body as, as I move forward. So love that. And so like for you, like what is your personal experience then been with the Soma? Um, you know, yeah. it's, it's been great. I actually, I'm probably not the best person to ask because I like to be in Guinea pig mode. So Dr. DeCruz told me at some point that, well, the way the Soma would work is like, if somebody didn't wear it, it would still work. And that stuck out in my brain. Cause I'm like, <laughs> How is that possible? Like in traditional dental, if I'm putting something in your mouth to make a change, remember Jasmine, Dr. Elmore making the change, you must wear it. Yeah. But because the Soma works with your body, he's like, you know, you could wear it and then not wear it and the changes stick. And I'm like, I must prove this theory. Yeah. So like, um, tell me that. I'll be like, like, well, they said, so I mean, like, if I only wear it like yeah, twice a week, so, I should get changes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if any of my patients are listening, wear your, wear your Soma. Let me get closer to the mic. Wear your Soma. Okay. But what I did was, when I first started wearing it, I had really bad TMD. The TMD started in 2022. And I'm actually glad that that happened to me because we can talk about TMD all we want as providers, but like when you actually experience it for yourself, yeah. Um, I was in my right masseter was in so much pain all the time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a provider that could do what I do to me. Um, so Mike had offered to needle, do dry needling and I keloid really easily. So I was thinking like, oh my gosh, if he needles me, I may be out of pain, but then vanity, like, I don't want the marks all over my face. Like I have marks all over my back and my legs from dry needling with Mike over the years. So it just got really, really bad. I went to Australia. He, he fits me for my Soma and I could only open barely two fingers. Like I could open like two and like not even a third finger, um, which I couldn't eat a burger. I couldn't do anything. 
maybe three weeks. I have it tracked. It was under three weeks, maybe two and a half weeks. I could open four fingers. Wow. My pain in my master was gone. And I went to visit one of my friends and he was complimenting me on my weight loss. Like Jasmine, look at how much weight you lost. And I'm like, I actually didn't lose weight. It's the inflammation of my body going down because my face was so swollen and so puffy and I was in so much pain and you didn't know that now I'm not in pain. I look totally different. I look alive now and healthy. Um, So I have not, I did not wear my soma because I wanted to test this theory. I'm like, well, Dr. Cruz is saying you don't wear it and it works. So I'm like at a month of not wearing it just because I'm, I'm trialing it out. Again, this is not soma protocols. I just am a curious person that's like you're gonna tell me it works I appreciate it so I can do four fingers and I have more muscle in a month so things are improving now am I gonna just continue to not wear for the rest of the year no I'm just kind of toying around with it Mm -hmm. but one of the things I notice when I do wear it is I wear it during my appointments with Mike so when we're doing our PT um, postural restoration Mm -hmm. focus therapy I wear my appliance and the room feels brighter almost immediately as far as my eyes feeling more open. My shoulders start to get even. My body just gets a calm. It's, it's weird to describe, but like Mike notices it. So there's like an unbiased source. And I remember his excitement when I first wore it. And I'm like, hey, I got my Soma. It's adjusted. He's like, are, are you sure? Let's let's test you and put it in. You ready? I'm like, if it doesn't work, like, you know, this is before I saw patients. I'm like, let's put it in. And his excitement of this has been a seven year journey for you to find this thing. You told me you were going to figure it out and you did. So it works really well. And, and right before our podcast, Beth messaged me and said that she woke up. Her jaw feels great with her with her new Soma adjustment. So it, it really is designed to just get your body to calm down and feel great. Now I have another patient who you know, things are a little twisted. It's a cranial appliance, you know, things are going to take a minute to kind of unfold. And so she's like in the first, you know, three weeks and I'm like, you know, give it, give it some time to kind of unlock. My fiance got her appliance this weekend. So she's in her Soma living her best life, like better experience than I was in my Soma. I'm low key jealous. I'm like, (laughs) you know, she's like sleeping like a dream. We only ended up sleeping like five hours last night, not rich sleep. And I woke up kind of groggy, like, of course, the day of Ali's podcast, I felt <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, a little bit draining. I look over, I'm like, hey, how, how do you feel? And she's like, taking her soma out. I feel wonderful. I'm like, darn, I got to end my soma. Yeah, it's like, let me end my soma experiment now. Oh, she feels great. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it changed, it changes by person, but as far as getting the pain to decrease, getting the strength to increase, you're getting that at the chair over there before you leave. So the patient's going to mm-hmm. feel that improvement right there at the visit before they leave. And if they don't, I have, do not have it adjusted properly. And I got to, you know, go back over to the adjustment box and start adjusting again. So it really does get um, some things unlocked um, pretty quickly for me to have a TMD turnaround with as much pain as I was in, in like three weeks um, was incredible. Um, So, yeah. 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 No, it's, and and I reached out to you because I noticed, like I went to get my own dental cleaning just, you know, done. And I think that was November, December, whenever it was. And I, you were like posting kind of like, you know, some elusive content. I'm like, all right, what is this? I need to know. I was like sitting in a dental chair and my, she has my mouth open and I've never had trouble having, keeping my mouth open for a dental cleaning before. And I was like, oh, like the left TMJ is like feeling a little funny. It's not painful, but I'm like, I know enough and I'm in, I'm in tune enough with my body to know that like, if I don't do something probably by like, let's say maybe the end of this year, I am probably headed into like 
a larger issue. Right. And, and, you know, I know about myself, like I've got my maxillas turned in on the upper left side. It's like, I'm locked up. Um, I've been in other appliances. I've had PRI PTs, you know, I've unlocked my body, like while going through those processes and doing a lot of these tests you talked about, like with my other appliance and everything. And so this is all very familiar to me and I can tell you it works. Like I know from the, the body, you know, uh, the response from the body when you're doing this type of integrative therapy, along with like appliance work, I needed that in order to proceed with one of these other appliances. And it got me more space for my tongue, which was my ultimate goal at the time. Um, I also like maybe wore it six, to eight hours a day instead of the 14 they recommended and was in it for two years and then did Invisalign after and ended up closing up some of the spaces that were opened. And I was like, okay, vanity one and my airway clearly suffered for that. So everyone's and that's like, a, and, and here's the thing, Dr. DeCruz, not to cut you off, but that was a big thing about the Soma for me was like, okay, am I going to change people's jaws? And then they go and do clear liners and it ruins. And he's like, no, 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 no. I, I do this all the time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to Australia. And when I went to Australia, there were patients who were in the Soma two or three years, and then they're in clear liner therapy. Well, he has the clear liner therapy set with Soma principles. Mm. So their teeth are straightening and they're not losing any of their yeah. two to three years worth of work. And so that's really what got Mike, my PT excited. Cause he's like, the great thing about PT, it works, but the results for many don't stick and they don't last. So like, how do you get the body to, okay, we're teaching the body these things it needs to do. We're getting pain relief and resolution, but if it doesn't stick and last, then we probably need to get some of the dysfunction addressed in a way where things will last, not just making these nice changes, wide jaws, and then like three to five years later, none of it lasted. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you mentioned that because that was one of the things that made this really like sexy to me. It was like, okay, wait a minute. Like this is like lasting. And then you can just do clear aligners at the end with Soma principles built in and not undo everything. Yeah. So. I mean, one of my, like a couple of dental colleagues that I was presenting with were like, oh yeah, well just don't do the last two trays. I'm like, could you have told me that a month ago? Cause I just, I'm like, that's really helpful to know today. Thank you very much. It's <laughs> just like, okay, here we are. So I obviously I don't wear the retainers cause I feel like that locks me up at this point. And yeah, so my teeth are shifting. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think I finished that appliance, uh, well, actually I finished the clear aligners maybe around October of 2021. And I have not really worn my retain the retainers or anything. Now I feel like the, you know, the space that I gained is still there for the most part. Like I have an, I have a decent amount of space for my tongue up my palate, but when I wake up, sometimes I have scalping around my tongue because my tongue is clearly pushing forward. And so I'm kind of like, all right, what's up? Something about my airway is like kind of saying, Hey, help me. Um, but I also think that just based on my maxilla on one side, you know, things are getting disrupted. Things are not functioning the way they should. And so that's, I'm like, all right, Holly time, let's go time. Let's what's, what's, what's next on the agenda. Um, and now that I've waited for like my one-year post-op from my nasal surgery to kind of bring me back to that whole, whole homeostasis, like you said too, like now that I'm sleeping and I have some more space for my tongue. Um, and yes, I did have a tongue tie release at a certain point too. I feel like I'm better off than I was, but I'm not fully, I'm not optimally functional yet. And both my, you know, it could be a combination of that and the impact on my nervous system and how I'm responding to certain business fires that I'm trying to put out, you know, or it could just be the business fires are just there. And I just, you know, don't have the nervous system to respond to them appropriately. Or I guess I, just, I kind of say the same thing, but anyways, you know, I think <laughs> bottom line, right. I'm like, I know, I know I need something next because I'm feeling it. Even while we're sitting here talking, like I, 
I also didn't get a lot of sleep last night by choice because I had some deadlines I needed to meet, but I'm like noticing my masseters are starting to fatigue on like bilaterally more on the left side, but both sides. And I'm starting to feel that there's like a little bit of a, you know, it's, it's not a pull, it's not a pain, but I can feel inflammation generating like around this area, like where my jaw meets, you know? And so anywho, um, so that's, I think being very in tune with the body and then also trying to manage day-to-day life. <laughs> it's like, ah, um, but yeah, so I will eventually be there in your office getting my Soma that is high on my list. Um, and as you keep saying, Mike, I'm wondering if it's the same Mike PRI, Mike, um, and James, who I have been like meaning to have on my podcast for the longest, like we messaged, not no joke, like three months ago. And he was like, here's my cell phone. Text me because I don't respond on social very well or whatever it was. And I was like, yeah, no problem. I put it on my calendar. It has lived on my calendar. I need to read, like, I need to text him. <laughs> yeah. I think you're talking about Mike Cantrell. Uh-huh. You're right, Mike. This is Mike Vita. He's a low. Okay. Key. So he's, I need to know this Mike too. Then. Yeah. He's well, Mike Cantrell is amazing. I've taken a couple of his courses at the beginning when I was learning this stuff. My Mike is like Dr. DeCruz. Maybe I just attract these people. Yeah. who are just these quiet geniuses who do not want to be in the forefront. Like, you know what I mean? Tom's like, Mike, can we record my session today? And he's like, uh, I don't want to, what if I sound not going to come on the podcast? Is that what you're telling me? Oh my gosh. No, like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just trying to get him to make a cameo at my course. Dr. DeCruz and I are going to do a course in June. Oh, um, and so I'm just trying to get Mike to like, say a couple words, right, at the right. course, you know? Maybe, maybe the next time we know my, my own PRI, like PT is the same where he was developing some coursework with another PRI trained PT. Who's very, very highly, like they're like both miracle workers in Maryland. And just also the same thing, quiet genius, like all the knowledge, all the trainings, but also in a way that integrates it creates like things that helps patients that then they can go and teach others to help them help their page. Like just be genius brains, like individuals, very, you know, so it's like this internal struggle. Cause I'm like, no, but you've got to come talk to everybody. Cause they need to hear what you have to share. Cause you're so brilliant. And like, every time I have a session, it's like, you know, ah. but also he's like, it's just not ready yet. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> one day, one day in the future, <laughs> one day, Mike Vita, I know I'm going to send you this episode, right? You need to get you've on been the formally podcast. invited to join me. <laughs> he's like, oh no, not happening. Oh my gosh. But that's okay. Cause you've also spoken on his behalf a little bit. And I think it is really cool that we can um, have these discussions about like here I train PTs or these PTs who also use other modalities. Like my PT up in Maryland, Manny called it. Um, he's like, it's like modern counter strain technique. He's like, it's not the counter strain technique that everybody knows it to be. And he's PRI trained as well and many other modalities, but like, it was just this like really beautiful marriage of like body work where I, I would tell, tell, tell people like, I feel like he barely touched me, but I left there feeling like I had a full body massage and everything is like functioning and flowing. And I, and he would like do something. He'd be like, do you feel that? And I'll be like, yeah, like every, the, it, the fluids are flowing. Like, I feel like things moving again. And he's like, he's like, most people can't feel that. Or they're just not really in tune with that. Um, he's like, but yeah, like you can feel it like pumping, like the fluids are pumping again. I'm like, yeah, like my body is working. Like everything's doing what it's supposed to be doing overdue for a session like that. But it's, it's really incredible. I think when you do experience it firsthand, cause then you have that, that knowing in a very different way than just hearing about it. Um, cause it really does have such a great impact on the body. And then it's really cool when those impacts stick, like we were talking about versus like losing them because your body's not in a state of, uh, availability to, you know, it's like, okay, it feels great today. And maybe the next day. And then the day after that, it's like, okay, now we're back to where we were. Um, so I'm like goal. I was telling and the goal is not to have to go to providers for the rest of your life for the same repetitive 
interventions. The goal is to like figure out who your team is right now so that we can kind of get you functioning optimally. And then like, yes, if you need something down the road, of course, like you go back, but you shouldn't, it shouldn't be an expectation that you go to PT one, one time a week for the rest of your life or whatever. Unless unless you're going to be the hard headed patient like me. I'm like Mike's favorite patient and worst patient at the same time, because, you know, six years later, I still (laughs) see Mike. I'm like, Mike, ache and pain. Here I am. He's like, so how those exercises going? And I'm like, um, cause I can't lie. I mean, it's Mike. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Like, uh, um, they're coming along. They're coming along, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's like, Oh, good thing you opened your new business because now you do your exercises because you want to, you know, <laughs> you're like, cause your you're teaching patients. the patients. So you're, yeah, forced to do yeah. Them. yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, when it was for Jasmine, it wasn't good enough, but now that it's for your patients, you're actually changing. I'm like, well, Mike, just be happy. I'm changing. Yeah, okay. there's got to be a larger impact at play here, you know? <laughs> Just be happy I'm off your schedule every week, okay? Thanks. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. So you had mentioned earlier a term, dental distressed syndrome, uh, dental distress syndrome. And is that what we were talking about when you were mentioning how like really like what basically what happens in the mouth impacts the rest of the body from a health standpoint? I know you mentioned the book and everything, um, but for people who it, are kind of like, reach it. it's okay. But for people who are kind of like, what is that? Like, yeah, you know, is if they're like, how do I know if I have a dental distress, you know, syndrome, like what is that defined? Yeah. Yeah. I'll link. Um, I'll, I will link, I will, get, I you will give, give yeah, yeah, I will give you the link to, um, a PDF. That's like a summary mm, of the okay. book. The book is great. The book is like 20 bucks. You can't buy it from Amazon. You have to buy it from the actual Institute for Dr. Okay. F- Dr. Fonder, who's the guy who created the term, but the best way to describe it is that I didn't realize this, but in embryology, when we go back in time, um, everything always comes back to embryology, always embryology. Um, Our teeth, everything except the enamel, the white stuff you see, are derived from neural crest cells. And I didn't know that. I must have fallen asleep in the part of dental school where they talked about neural crest cells and all of these aspects of, of our oral cavity. And so He says that because of that, anytime we move a tooth, anytime we remove a tooth, anytime Mm -hmm. we drill a tooth, anytime we do anything to teeth, it's neurological in nature. And so in the book, because you have a high level understanding of the cranial bones and the way the cranium works, the, the sphenoid, all the bones, you know them. So he talks about how when we have an improper occlusion in the molar region, it sends signals back to the brain and locks the cranial bones, the sphenoid and these things. So we're supposed to have the buccal cusp of the bottom. I'm trying to do teeth here for the people who are viewing this podcast, but the upper teeth and the lower teeth are supposed to fit together in an ideal manner. But for many of us, what happens is the, when, when our cheeks do too much work, those Mm -hmm. molars start to move in. So now the top teeth are biting and hitting the buccal cusp of our bottom teeth. They shouldn't be hitting the buccal cusp. They should be hitting more towards the central on where the lingual is more of a balance. So that hitting the buccal sends these chaotic signals back up to the brain because of the way the neurology and the proprioception of the teeth respond. So it's not just about having like a straight, like straight teeth in each arch, but it's about how the two arches actually communicate to each other. And so he titled this dental distress syndrome where these molars are fitting in improperly. And as the tongue hangs low in our mouth for decades before we find out about myo, the tongue being so heavy causes the lower teeth to erupt. Of course they erupt, they're there, we can see them, but they don't fully erupt. 
and the upper teeth kind of almost super erupt a little bit. And maybe not all of them, but one or two of them. And so there's this balance issue on both sides of the jaws. And so the teeth being neurological in nature, as they communicate back to the brain, there's this distress. So that's like the easiest way to kind of hopefully, I see you shaking your head. I'm not sure if that really so makes much sense. sense. I mean, and I've like sat here for the longest time because working with pediatric feeding patients, you know, parents always go, well, don't they need to have teeth before they eat? And I'm like, well, no, like yes and no, depending on what you're eating, but like for most foods now, um, like we can, you know, introduce solids if the baby's ready at six months. So it's that whole, like, you know, watching these kids and go, and even with one of my own kids, like delayed dental eruption because the tongue is sitting low and forward. And like, like you're saying, and then, you know, uh, yeah, it just, everything just started to make so much sense when I started to look at things from a different lens and seeing the patients in front of me. And I was just like, these are never things I was trained to look at. Like, obviously like heart tissue is out of scope for me, but I still need to be educated about it. So I know when to refer, I know how it could possibly be impacting what I'm doing to really have that holistic lens of like, okay, is there something that I can do that is within my scope to address what's going on here? And, or like what else needs to be brought in to allow me to do my job and help this child in the way that they want to be helped, you know? And so, or, or adult for our myo patients and older kids, um, it, it's just all the light bulbs, right. Started going off. And I was like, our bodies will go with the path of least resistance, right? Number one, but our bodies also seek that homeostasis. And it's like our homeostasis kind of becomes whatever our body allows it to be. And I think, but so many of us, like I work with so many, I've worked with so many adults who are just like, I had no idea what I was missing out on until I knew what I was missing out on. And like, they are so, it's almost like this identity death of like who they were before versus who they are now, because they're like, I feel like I've missed out on so much of my life because I didn't know what I now know. I didn't, I didn't, I've never felt this good. I never knew that this is how everybody else was feeling when they walked around. And I think that goes back to a lot of like the psychological you know, components that you had mentioned and, and beyond. Um, there's always that, like everything is just so integrated. And so it's like just incredible to like see this coming to light and attached to an appliance. It's really looking at, you know, someone's looking at the nervous system. And that's one of the things that attracted me early on to one of the appliances I used with Lily when she was four, because I wanted like a light, gentle appliance. I wanted something that didn't really like block her up or block her palate. But also she was like my kiddo who, I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. It was so good for her nervous system because of like where it touched on her palate, like intentionally, like little loop on her, like, you know, um, on her inside papilla, it looked the spot, if you will. It just was like, oh my gosh. And that was really eye opening for me because I was like, here, I had this kid bouncing off the wall. And now she's like, Ooh, I like this in my mouth. And I was like, you do. Cool. And you know, and that was like a short stint. That was like a one-year thing. And the goal was like, also, I don't want to leave fixed things in my kids' mouths because they're growing because it locks them up because we need things flowing, you know, but then there's that flip side of like with, um, my youngest who was ha- who had viral induced asthma croup nine times last year, it was sort of like, okay, do we give like three to four months of locking her up to get that palate wider so she can breathe? And then we go back into figuring out what we need next, you know? Okay. Yes. Like, let's go that route because that's what actually makes sense for her in this moment right now. Um, and you know, that's where I always go back to the patients and I'm like, it really just comes down to like, what is the goal right now? But also I want you to understand like the long-term impact of what you're doing right now. Like what is your end goal for yourself? Right. And so I know we can talk about this all day, every day, but it's just, it's really cool. 
it's really <laughs> cool because I feel like this appliance is really pulling together so many different siloed approaches in a sense, or silos of specialties into like an appliance and not that it replaces that, but that it, I think opens the eyes to like, Hey, like we really need to be addressing some of these things that are like quote unquote quackery in certain spaces. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like everything else. It's never the appliance, right? Like Dr. DeCruz always says it's, mm-hmm. it's going into therapy with expectation that you're better. It's knowing like mm-hmm. it's, it's um because his mentor is Dr. Dr. Diamond, Dr. Wow. Diamond's book, Life Energy. He talks about you know, being with a patient who can't walk. And and he's like, do you believe you ever can walk? Can you see yourself on the beach walking right now, even though you can't right now? So for me and my, in my therapy and what I do, it's about bringing that expectation of, I have the health that I want already and going and saying, I've made the best decision of my life and moving, moving with intention in a way where we're bringing all this positivity because it actually helps the treatment plan. Like there's actually research to support that. Oh yeah. Um, But I mean, like anything else, it's, this is not for everyone. That's why I go through a pretty detailed screening process. That's not inexpensive for me to look at the CBCT and look at sleep and look at all these different things before I say, Hey, come pay me and do this thing. Let's really make sure you're ready for it. Let's make sure it's a good fit for you and that we're on the same page. And let's do that before you invest thousands of dollars into it. And, um, I'm just really happy with how it's it's only been a couple months, um, of me launching the business, many years of studying this appliance, but, the people that we have in it and the people that have traveled. I mean, I had a patient drive. I have no idea why she drove. I should have asked why she didn't fly. Um, but she drove 14 hours each way, 14 hours a couple of weeks ago. Um, Beth just came from New York. I have patients in Florida coming. I have some people in, in Tennessee coming. So it has been, it is the most humbling experience to have people trust you to be a part of their journey. And I'm just honored and really excited and um, it's just the beginning. It's, it's super cool. And I'm just, like I said, I'm just thankful that Dr. DeCruz has trusted me to speak on his behalf for his work because it's really his baby. And um, yeah, it's just super cool. I'm excited to get you into your Selma. I know. Well, and I'm even more excited <laughs> now because like everything that we've talked about is so aligned with how I approached like my own life and business and everything I do, like this life energy book. I'm like, I, I had I not know about this. One of my mentors teaches this whole like, be, do you have methodology? which he says, most people work from the have, do, be, and you have to work from be, do, have. And then the other one says, you got to look at where you want to be 12 months from now. And that's where you have to live from. You got to work, you know, live from the future self so that you can really, you know, identify with that step into it and live that way today, or you're never going to get there. And I have like copy in my emails. that says, where will you be 12 months from now? If you don't take this free training today, because I want people to envision themselves as a pediatric feeding therapist, as a myofunctional therapist, right? I want them to see themselves and, and most people don't ask those questions. So when you just said it, I was like, oh my gosh, like you're leading parallel lives right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But it's so true. We have to step into who we want to be today, even if we're not that person. And it's not about like, you know, lying or, or telling people we're something we're not. It's just owning that identity and still being true to who you are. And like, I'm the first person to say to a patient, oh, you know what? I don't know. Let me go research that for you. I don't know. Let me go ask a colleague. I know who I should ask about that. You know what? I don't know. I can't really find that information. Let's see if maybe we can find somebody else who can help us. You know, 
because I'm not, I don't know everything. And I think that's the most dangerous place that any of us can be. Like you said before, you're like, I teach me something new today, right? Like I am always here to learn from everybody else. And that's one of the reasons why I love this podcast. And everyone's like, how long are you gonna do this for? I'm like, I don't know. I've been doing it. I've been putting out an episode weekly since the middle of 2019. If you had asked me then what I'd be doing now, like I could have told you what I thought maybe I'd be doing. I had no plans for it. It was just like, let's bring this information to people because I can, I can. So why not? And nobody else has done it yet. So like, let's go because that's just what happens in my life. I see things and I'm like, nobody's doing it. Oh, fine. Okay. Let's go. You know, it's, it's gotta be brought. So, and I'm glad that it is because I also think it's given a lot of providers and patients the opportunity to access information that then kind of armed them with like where they're going to go next in their own treatment plans or careers and things like that. And I'm like, I don't know who those people are always. I don't know unless they come and tell me, but it's like, that makes me so happy that I can bring this to people and have this free tool that like just gives you information. So you can make a decision about what's best for you. You know, it's like, I'm, I don't want to lead you one way or the other. Like, yes, I've got strong opinions, but also I hope you make decisions for yourself. So, you know, <laughs> that's kind of, that's where I'm at. So anyway. I could have said that better. hundred percent agree. I'm the same way. Yep. Love it. That's why I love you. Uh, I know. I, I know. It's amazing. All right. I'm All so right. happy. We, you we, gotta, we gotta like look at the calendar and like actually put this on the book. So it happens. So <laughs> I will um, add that to my ever growing uh, list of things to get done in the next 48 hours. And <laughs> you have more pressing matters on your end. You know it's how okay. to find me. I'm not hard to find. You know how to oh, find you're me. The best. You're the best. Well, thank you so much for your time and for sharing this demo with us. And um, everybody, if they want to find you, just tell them really quick about your new Instagram account. Because I know from the last podcast, they know they can go to Rich Sleep. But what's the new one? Yeah. Um, sleep with Soma. Sleep with Soma. I have a trusted, amazing person running it for me. It's great. Our website may or may not be out by the time you post this, but that will be painfreeandrested.com. And so it's almost ready. So they can find me one of those places, but at least Instagram, they can find me there at sleep of Soma or rich underscore sleep. Thank you so much, Jasmine. This has been amazing. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you found value in this episode and want to hear more of these myotots airway and feeding related episodes, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode on your social media platforms. You can access free resources and all I offer at hallybalkin.com or pop over to at hallybalkin on Instagram to get all the latest updates. 